You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello and welcome. This is, uh, I got to stop doing the hello and welcome. Hey and welcome because Will is going to sue me. Will is going to sue me. Welcome to the wrap up live. This is the official Raptors Republic live post game show and podcast where we recap the latest Raptors game you just watched. I'm your host, Sahal Abdi. I'm here with Oren Weisfeld, my co-host. And tonight we're back in the gutter, guys. Your Toronto Raptors were defeated by the Golden State Warriors, 129 to 117. Bringing the Raptors record six games below 500 to 22 wins and 28 losses. Last but not least, guys, if you love the Toronto Raptors, do us hardworking individuals at Raptors Republic a favor and like the video, comment, enjoy um, this little, I mean, all of the uh, therapy sessions we've been doing this season and subscribe to the Raptors Republic YouTube and podcast channel. All right, Oren. Uh, I mean, we should be used to this by now, all these uh, losses that are piling up. Uh, where is your head at after a 12-point loss to the Golden State Warriors coming off of a very, very good game that the Raptors played just a couple nights ago, um, coming into uh, the Bay Area with some good momentum. Game was tight all the way to the end where, I mean, Steph Curry just became Steph Curry. Hit a, hit a deep shot, crowd is going crazy, and the Raptors just look like they were out of it. So uh, what did you think about the end of the game and uh, anything you want to highlight to kick things off for us? Yeah, I mean, I feel the same way I kind of felt coming into it, which was I didn't believe the Kings game. Like, it didn't make me change my feelings on the Raptors' season. It was a nice, fun win. Someone said, I don't know if it was one of you guys actually on the wrap-up, that it felt like that win that the Raptors had against Denver before the trade deadline um, during the Tampa season when it was like yeah, Kyle's. Everyone thought it was going to be Kyle's last game and they just stomped the the Nuggets. That's what the Kings game felt like. I didn't really believe it. And um, this one was really disappointing because it was definitely a game to be taken in a lot of ways. Like the Warriors were not. You know, the Warriors themselves weren't playing very good defense, but the Raptors' defense was even worse. You can't give up 129 points and expect to win a lot of games. And if you are, like, we'll get into the defense, but if you are going to give up 129 points and expect to win, then you got to be better on the margins. And, like, there's just some stats here that pop off a page, like 13 for 21 from the free throw line from the Raptors. That's terrible, 61%. 14 offensive rebounds. I saw Blake uh, uh, tweet this. Damn, they don't have it here, but 14 offensive rebounds, and I think they had like 15 second-chance points or something. Like They just had so many little tip-ins yeah. at the rim that they missed everything. And there was a lot of physicality down there and it wasn't being called. And the refs were pretty bad in this one in the sense that like 
guys were getting fouled, like Pascal was getting fouled a lot, and it wasn't getting called. And then on the other end, like Fred got whistled for three little reach-ins where he barely touched anything. So, uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't great, but yeah, you got to win those little things on the margins if you're gonna play really bad defense all game. The Raptors didn't do that. They didn't capitalize off the turnovers or the offensive rebounds or the free throws. And I mean, we should talk about the defense because it was pretty gross to watch. Yeah. Um, <laughs> just heading into the game, just to give people context, right? This isn't, uh, or at least it doesn't, hasn't looked like the Golden State Warriors that won the championship thus far into the season. We're about halfway through the season for this, uh, for the NBA. And I mean, I what I love doing before games, I love reading previews from other websites and how they can diagnose the Raptors, what they see from their view, um, and then also just getting a background on the team that the Raptors are going up against. And uh, I was reading a preview, I believe it was on SB Nation. Um, I forgot their blog's name. But uh, I was reading that, and uh, what I enjoyed was, um, you know, how honest, I, think, I guess, uh, the Warriors media was about uh, diagnosing their season thus far. And the Warriors haven't been great. They have not been great um, this season. Uh, you know, coming off of a year where most people pegged them coming into this season as one of the best teams in the West, uh, if not the best team in the West, of course, coming off of a championship, a very well-balanced team, Stephen Curry, Andrew Wiggins, Draymond Green, a bunch of young players expected to take, expected to take steps up and steps forward. Uh, Jonathan Kuminga, who we'll get who we'll get into in just a second, Moses Moody, and a bunch of others. Um, and then you have some free agent acquisitions as well, Dante DiVincenzo, um, who I would have uh, loved for the Raptors to sign uh, in the offseason, but that didn't happen. Uh, this was, uh, you know, a very a team that a lot of you know you you won't you won't hear it from NBA players, but it was a feared team across the league, and things haven't went well this season for them. So, watching this game. You know, Stephen Curry has been out for quite some time. He has returned this week, and he absolutely torched the Raptors. And Stephen Curry particularly, because he is the hub of their offense. Everything kind of feels like it goes through him. All the momentum swings go through him as well. Uh, obviously, Klay Thompson as well. He hit a very key elbow three midway through the fourth quarter that extended the Warriors' lead. But Stephen Curry's the one guy that I just I, I sometimes I find myself baffled with how the Toronto Raptors, who played this man in the finals just three years ago, and did everything they could to stop this guy, when you can probably say and confidently say that the guys surrounding him, the talent surrounding Steph Curry in 2019, was much higher than it was now. I'm just baffled at the defense that this Raptors team showed. Um, and displayed uh, not just you know versus Steph Curry, but obviously I'm particularly mentioning him because of the big game he had tonight and and the open threes that he was getting from the top of the key that just didn't make sense. The one that kind of swung momentum at the end of the game. Uh, I don't know if we could pull it up. I tweeted it or on, on oh. my profile. Um, or we'll bring it up, but it's just I watched this gameplay, right? I believe it is that one. I gotta sorry, I haven't been watching it. It is that one, yeah, where Gary gets to him late, and you could probably argue that that's a foul because I think he clipped him on the wrist, but it is what it is. What on earth? I'm glad you paused it right there. What yeah. on earth are Precious Achua and Gary Trent Jr. doing on this play? Like, we're talking about the greatest shooter to ever live. 
right? Like we're lucky enough to watch um, LeBron James. We always talk about, oh my gosh, LeBron's one of the best players ever and blah, blah, blah. Absolutely. We're looking at the best shooter to ever live, Stephen Curry, who shoots, you know, I mean, we've never seen it before. We've seen great shooters. If you're as old as me, if you're as old as Oren, if you're in the mid-20s, late-20s, early-30s, mid-30s, obviously you remember Ray Allen. And, um, I mean, if you're in your early-20s, you probably remember Ray Allen as well because of his late career in Miami and all of that. But um, you think about the best shooters that have ever played, Reggie Miller, and Steph Curry clears them by quite a margin. And you watch how they defended him tonight, Oren, and I was just puzzled. Absolutely yeah. Puzzled. I don't know if it was mental mishaps, if it was just, I just don't want to guard this guy. Juancho Hernan Gomez allowing Steph Curry a wide open three, and then the next, or Clay Thompson a wide open three, and then the next play down is Steph Curry. Uh, I just, I just, sometimes I don't have the answers for and for um, the defense that this team plays. Um, they've taken a massive step back this season, and this game was a microcosm of that step back that they've taken this season. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you mentioned the championship season, and Fred did a great job on Steph, but the difference Absolutely, is like yeah. this is no longer the championship team. And in order to defend Steph and the Warriors, you need to be connected on defense. Like that's the word I would use. Um, in that you just need to kind of have a good idea of what your teammates' tendencies are, what they're gonna do, how they're gonna help, um, and where you can kind of fill in the gaps. And yeah, the play we just showed with Steph is a good example of. Precious and Trent both kind of looking at each other, both getting kind of caught on the same um, screen by Kevon Looney. And it's just like, you guys got to know one of you has to, if, if anything, both of you go. Both, and yes. Steph. Yeah, because that, that's a better option than none of you going. Um, and yeah, it just took too long. And yeah, it's about connectivity. Like in a game like tonight, usually the Raptors have a really good track record of holding Steph in check because they're willing to live with the other guys shooting and getting the ball out of Steph's hands. Like tonight he shot 21 shots, 13 for 21, 35 points, extremely efficient and 11 assists. So they didn't do either. Well, they didn't take Steph away, nor did they take his pass away. Um, and yeah, it goes back to connectivity. It goes back to just focus. I thought they definitely got out hustled today. Um, and this play is the one I, kind of got stuck up on and i'm really glad the warriors tweeted it out it may makes my life easier because this is right after the third quarter started so just at the beginning of the second half you know the raptors give up i think i don't know like almost 70 points in the first half you expect them to go into the half and go have a meeting about defense specifically transition defense and specifically like matching up with steph and clay like i don't really care if you're gonna give kaminga Kaminga lit them up, and that sucks. But I was okay with that. It's like so, so was I. Clay. Yeah, Steph and Clay are the ones who can't get any open shots, or at least you got to really limit them. And this is right after the halftime break. You'd think the Raptors would come out with some, you know, focus and and really pick these guys up and make make that the point. And and this is what happens. Clay Thompson just gets a wide open three, and that and I was what I was just like, yeah, this game's over. I regret not tweeting it now because I was too scared to, but I did tweet about this play three and I was like, laugh my ass off. They come out a half and this is how they match up in transition. I was going to continue that tweet and say, uh, this game's over. I didn't, I uh, pansied out, but that's, that was honestly my feeling at the time. It was just like, okay, they're not, they're not serious tonight. 
Like they're just not serious. And some know. guys were. I want to be clear. Like Fred was great on both ends tonight. He was doing everything he Fantastic. could to stop these guys. And it's it's um, been like that Precious for the last six really, or seven games for, 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 for sure. Fred. Precious was great on D. Um, even Scotty, I thought, had really good moments on D. OG left the game early. Gary didn't play a lick of defense tonight. I'll tell you that right now. Um, and yeah, it was tough. I just keep watching this play. And I just feel like the synergy of this team is just gone. Um, you watch Precious run down, and he's so focused on Steph Curry, which is great. I mean, it's great to see focus on on the greatest you know shooter ever. That's fantastic, right? And then you see Fred kind of step up and try and limit him as best as he can. He sees Draymond coming downhill. Um, yeah, I think it's, Gary it's, and Scotty have to communicate here. And that I think like that Gary should separates... go to. I think Gary should go to Clay and Scotty should go to the corner. I don't know if if Green and, and maybe Scotty's blocking the pass to Green, and so I don't blame him. But yeah, yeah, it's just there's just uh, yeah, there's just no communication. And how do you beat a, a Warriors offense with a lack, a severe lack of communication defensively? You don't. You you just don't. Um, there's no pointing. There's no, Hey, you go down there. I got here. It's just, uh, everyone's playing within their own basketball mind and you can't do that versus a team that's as cerebral, um, as the Warriors. The Warriors are, are a team for the last what, 10, 10 years, the last decade of basketball that they've been, um, absolutely shredding teams from beyond the arc. Um, you cannot give them any room. You cannot, you know, um, They'll just kill you. They'll kill you. And they shot 43 threes tonight, and they shot 42%. And honestly, it felt like it was a lot higher than that. And what Well, sucks that's is that... crazy, especially because the yeah. Raptors sold out and really took away the three-point ball, at least for the first two-thirds of the game. And they were yeah. giving up, like, a back cut on, like, every possession. It was, like, a wide-open layup. So the fact that the, the, the Warriors still shot 41% on 43 attempts tonight, despite the fact that the Raptors really sold out for most of the game to take away the three ball um, or sorry to, t- yeah, to take away the three ball. That surprises me. 10. Um, I mean, you, you force 14 turnovers. I mean, you don't force them, but the Warriors had 14 turnovers in a game like this. And here we are again with the Raptors, same old story, 14 turnovers from the opposing team and only 16 points from the Raptors off of those 14 turnovers. Uh, just not good enough. You're not going to yeah. beat a basketball team. They did shoot 11 more shots, right? Yeah. Which has been the story now for two games or three games, maybe for the Raptors, oh, where they shoot a bunch, a bunch more. Years. Uh, yeah. Years. The offensive rebounding has been great, I guess, for the Raptors this season. Um, second chance points and all of that, but um, it's just difficult watching a team, you know, get more opportunities than the opposing team. And um, the difference and the contrast between both teams is that one team's just shooting much better than the other. And a lot of that has to do with the Raptors playing so poorly defensively. And I'm just, I know all, all Raptors fans are just kind of in a state of, well, I don't know if it's a state of shock anymore. I feel like now it's almost like, oh, shrug, you know, move it, move, move it along. Uh, the next game is whatever. I guess we'll just go from there. Um, if you asked Raptors fans a month ago or two months ago, I mean, they'd be probably be stuck in a state of shock the entire night, but I mean, defensive lapses are something I'm just unfortunately getting used to watching this Raptors team. Um, and you, you cannot do like, if there's one single team, 
uh, every team's healthy in the NBA, right? Hypothetically, there's one team in the NBA you do not do that against. It's the Golden State Warriors, right? Um, uh, like, I mean, best shooter ever. And I've said that I know 10 times already. And then you have Clay, who Oren, I think, is the second best shooter of all time. So you have two of them on the same team. One of them's clearly in his prime in Steph Curry, still in his prime, and probably will be for the next couple of years, three years, four years. I don't know how long Steph will go. But And then you have Klay Thompson, who I feel like every 10 or so games you realize like he's looking more and more like Klay Thompson. right? When oh, he came sure. back last, last season, yeah, he came back last season. I was like, oh, I mean, he's effective, but this isn't the Klay I remember. Um, and now it seems like he's just about almost there, right? Uh, I don't know if he'll ever reach that prime Clay Thompson again. I don't think I expect him to with the amount of injuries he suffered, but um, it's just difficult. What do you do? Uh, I know everyone's going to point out Pascal Siakam because we haven't talked about him yet. Um, he struggled from the field tonight. He was 8 for 26. 8 for 26. Got shot 26 shots, um, which is probably something yeah. you don't want to do when you're shooting under 30%. Um, another great game from Fred who, um, you know, Fred, I don't know what to call them. Uh, Fred, the, the haters of Fred. Fred, uh, there's a lot oh. of people out there that just don't like Fred Van Vliet anymore. Yeah, uh, for sure. And they're even in the chat tonight saying like, yeah, the Raptors didn't pass the ball well tonight, which is a bit of a function of a Fred offense. Um, there's times where it's six in his hands. But like, how can you really come in here and complain about the offense? Like Fred was doing his thing. He twenty eight points, ten assists, four rebounds. Like I don't know. Yeah, and they scored one hundred and seventeen points, so the yeah. offense wasn't the issue. Um, even if maybe the ball didn't move as well as anyone would have liked, um, but Pascal was bad. There's no way around that. Like, yeah, yeah, he was horrible. I, he was bad on both ends. I didn't even yeah. think he was sharp defensively. And and stop taking six threes. It's really bothering me. Like. Okay, a couple in rhythm, pick and pops, but like there was one in the fourth quarter where he it was basically a movement three in the corner. And it was just like, that's not your shot. Like, if it's not a wide open spot up three, I don't want Pascal taking threes. I want him being aggressive. And he just really got passive as the game went down the stretch. And I guess that's because he took 26 shots and wasn't that efficient, but got to be aggressive when he's out there. Um, yeah, my thing too, Oren, is that when you, when, when you're Pascal Siakam, right, and you your season thus far has been off the charts, right? You look like an all NBA right now as we speak. Yeah. Um, he struggled a bit, I want to say, a lot more in the last month than he has, you know, the rest of the season um, in terms of his efficiency. But you look at a guy like this, and it's it's for me at least, I'm coming away with the opinion that you don't have to shoot 26 shots if you're not making any of them. Right, especially when you have guys like Scotty Barnes, Fred Van Vliet, Gary Trent Jr., and Precious Achua, who in this game magically, well, I don't say magically because now I really sound like a pessimist, but all shot well over 50% in a game like this. These are all guys who were making mm -hmm. their shots. And again, offense, like you said, was not the problem. It was for Pascal Siakam. Um, but I just don't understand why he felt the need to kind of we always talk about being aggressive and we, we point that a lot. We point that out a lot for guys like Scotty Barnes. Uh, we never really do for Gary Trent because he's going to be aggressive no matter what. We point that out a lot for the bench guys. We don't really do that for Pascal, but in this game, I wanted him to take a step back. And 
um, you know, allow Scotty and allow Fred to initiate the offense a lot more than they did. And I feel like he didn't do that today. And he, and he particularly made the Raps pay on offense where in a game where they played great offensively, but they could have played much better. I feel like if he um, kind of allowed those three or four guys to, um, you know, control the ball a lot more. I just, I didn't like the fact that he knew his shot wasn't falling and he kept attacking and attacking and attacking. And um, like you said, six threes for me is just not, it's just too much for a guy like Pascal. Um, there's more than yeah. enough guys that can, that can, you know, hit a three on this team. Right. Yeah. You're looking at 10, what is it? Nine guys who played tonight, six or seven of them can hit threes at a pretty good clip when they're on. Right. So um, I don't know. Mm. I just feel like, yeah, I know this season it's tough. Right? I don't this know season, probably that. not, but yeah. Um, we didn't talk about. I know, but we'll, I want to say with a bit. with Pascal, yeah, yeah. um, could finish it off. I think that's a fair point, but yeah, like he didn't adjust to the whistle either. Like he just kept no. driving, and there was contact, and I think he kept expecting. Okay, at some point in this game, they're gonna blow the whistle for me, and he just kept driving and shooting these these mid range shots and not getting a whistle for any of them. And so that's partly on the refs only I would say because the way it was getting called on the other end, but it's, it's more on Pascal. Player. I think it's more on Pascal for just not yeah. adjusting as the game goes on exactly. and realizing, okay, I'm not going to get the foul call. So I have to take a good shot. Like I can't rely on a foul call, which I think he was doing for too long in the game. Far too long. And and you're walking into a game um, probably I'd say in the last, again, decade, maybe the best home court in the NBA um, for Golden State. And uh, a lot of times with the great home court advantage, sometimes comes, you know, some refereeing that feels one-sided. But Pascal Siakam in this case, I mean, he was getting hacked down low. But if you're not getting the call, why do you keep attempting these very difficult shots in the paint? Like that that left me confused yeah. as well. Five free throws, which five free throws attempted, which you don't see very often from Pascal Siakam. Um yeah, just a very, very difficult night for him. Um, like you said, on both ends of the floor, it's just it was tough to watch, um, and it just feels like you wasted another, you know, great game from three or four Raptors um, because one didn't feel like he picked up the slack and, and maybe the, uh, the way he could have. We didn't even mention OG Ananobi yet. Um, yeah, do, do we want to get into that? Because it looked yeah, ugly. I'll pull up. I'll pull up the video in case anyone uh, didn't yeah. see it. But OG went for a dunk, came down on his back slash left arm, and it looked really bad. Then they said he had a ankles or a, a wrist sprain, and uh, did not return. The X ray was negative, but they're probably going to do an MRI tomorrow. And it sucks. Uh, he just had what, what was he just out with? He he was just out with a different injury for a couple games, came back, and he's a guy who's just had bad injury luck his entire career. Um, so it sucks. Like the fact that he even shot the free throws after this, I was like, man, that's pretty tough because this guy's like two hundred and fifty. I mean, what what is he two two twenty? Oh, two forty. To, yeah, I don't. To be honest, I don't know what OG's I don't know, is. but I he's like the that, heaviest guy on the team, and he's a tank, yeah. man. And the fact that he gets up this high, falls with his arm literally behind. At first, yeah, I was scared it was a broken arm. Thankfully, it's not. Yeah, 
Um, I was thinking, but... I was thinking, uh, if it wasn't his arm, it was his shoulder. Especially the fact that he just wasn't moving out of that position. Um, I was thinking, this is this is a dislocated shoulder. This is bad. This yeah, is really so bad. And then when they showed he's... the replay of his of his facial expression when he dropped, uh, yeah, not great, not great at all. Um, obviously not his shooting hand, which is ideal, but it's like where we can't speculate on how long he's going to be out. But yeah, I would guess that he misses a few games at least here. Bad timing for a whole lot of reasons. One, they're on a road trip that they need every win they can get if they want to fight for a playoff seed, if that's what they want. And two, if they want to approach the deadline as sellers, you want all your guys to be at peak value and healthy if you do want to look into trading any of them so it sucks for everyone involved including especially og who's just had bad injury luck his whole career and can't can't have a whole season go by where he doesn't have these little injuries um but yeah hopefully it's nothing yeah hopefully it's nothing and and uh, like you said timing could not be worse um very unfortunate. We talk about it whenever I feel like OG's injured. Um, that it's just, it's never, I mean, people, I know people are going to come out of this and go, you know, OG's always injured and this guy is injury prone and all that. But you really look at the list of injuries he's been through since his career began in Toronto. Um, he did tear his ACL at the University of Indiana, right? Um, the Raptors did all of the background checks and all that before they drafted him. They felt like he was perfectly fine, and he looked perfectly fine by the time he was back on the court for the Raptors. Um, but I just—it's so unfortunate for this guy. Um, yeah, you know, luckily it wasn't worse, right? Luckily we're not talking about um, you know a knee injury or anything horrible like that. Um, but you know, a wrist injury is not fun. It's not. It's it's really not. Um, I've broken my wrist or not. I don't know if you've ever had a wrist injury. It's not fun. Like it's, it's really bad. And even if it's a sprained wrist, not great as well. Like you said, I've had a hand injury. The only bone I ever broke broke was, was uh, this, this one in this finger. Who did you punch? I was playing rugby in high school. Okay. And you punched someone. I fell, I fell on it. (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. SN asks if OG is seriously injured. Do you think it would affect deadline plans? I think, given that we know it's not a break because the X-ray is negative, um, so it's likely a sprain, potentially like a tear. I guess um, you don't, you wouldn't think OG isn't going to be back by the playoffs. Like it very, it very much feels like he will. So if that's the case, like as long as he's going to be back within. A month or so i don't think it should affect how teams value him if that's what the question is like unless it's like an injury that's going to affect how he plays in this playoff run because only a contender would be trading for him um then no i don't think it really changes uh his trade value at all again if it's a break then sure it it, it could definitely change stuff yeah um we have a commenter who says Sahal, people who are clunky by nature are prone to weird injuries. You know what I mean? And, and I mean, that is a good point. I mean, I can't uh, say everything that, you know, OG's fell, um, fell with uh, is, is, is his fault necessarily or because he's a clunky guy. He doesn't seem like the most coordinated guy, I guess you could say. Um, 
But it's it's not even that. I know people are going to go, well, he had an ankle and he had this and he had knee and this. And like there's all different. Someone in the comments said it's all different things. And you guys got to see how he's getting injured. Like this is not, you know, a guy who's constantly rolling his ankle, right? Or constantly tweaking his knee or constantly having his shoulder pop out of place. Like we're talking about a guy who's just, it's just unfortunate, man. He's falling and hard falls. And if you've ever played basketball, you don't have to play at a high level. I mean, you've probably fell pretty hard. And it's not fun when you're using your hand or your wrist or your arm to break your fall. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't think it's so. a clunky thing, but I de- like we know that the bigger you are, the more injury prone you typically are. Because like you said, if you're bigger and you're jumping high and falling hard, um, yeah, absolutely. that tends to lead to injuries. And we don't think of OG as like a typical big man. But in a lot of ways, he is like with the with the weight he has on him, um, and just the ball. He's a big guy. Plus, he's like six eight, six nine. Yeah, that that. I think he gets injured as much as any big man gets injured, uh, basically. But yeah, we can move off OG. Uh, is I there just... anyone else, Orin, uh, you want to mention? Nah, fuck. Sorry, we're done with this game. Oh shoot. <laughs> Uh, all right okay. i'm done with this game look there's only so um, much that i think we hit on it in the beginning with the defense that was that was the game yeah. right there but uh each asks are the playoffs still a consideration do you think do you think they are um in a sec let me let me look at the standings really quick i know in the west look, it's super like yeah we'll pull up the standings close. here um uh, and and technically it's absolutely possible but, but like, what do you feel? Do you feel like it's actually half the game possible? out of the plan? I think it's possible. Um, and I don't see Masai Ujiri being the type, or Bobby Webster, I guess, together, both of them, the duo. I don't see them as the type to really tear down the team completely. Um, come trade deadline, like I think we all mm-hmm. were all expecting a move, maybe two moves, um, if everything, I guess, falls together perfectly for the Raptors in their eyes. But um, I mean, a half game back. Out of the plan, who who uh, I believe right now, well, my standings may not be updated. Look, look, uh, they are a the game screen. now. They are a game. It's yeah, I'm looking now. I had to full screen it. My eyes are horrible. Um, they're a full game out of the plan. Wizards right yeah. now are tenth. The Raptors sit twelfth. Um, yeah, of course it's possible, and I think you try your best to make that run. And I know nobody wants to be stuck in that NBA purgatory position that you know the knicks and the hawks always find themselves in the pacers the wizards um i think you go for it it just it is what it is um you can't fully tear down the team right unless everybody goes Um, yeah and there's no there's no like asking guys to sit game there's no asking pascal to sit games i think the question though is like do you believe in them making a run and i don't like at least like prior to the deadline, I don't expect them to change the way the front office looks at them, which I think is pretty clearly a team that has no shot of contending. So even if they were to get into the playoff game, yeah, um, they're not gonna they're not gonna win and then win a series. Like, just doesn't feel like that kind of run is is coming where it inspires that confidence in you. So therefore, like whether or not they make it into the play-in spot or not. Uh, I think they should be sellers basically at the deadline. Like 
I think they should really capitalize on the fact that it is a seller's market. And yeah, these guys are going to compete. Whoever's on the team is going to compete until the end and, and try to make a run. And that's fine. But I do think you got to use your leverage when you have it and, and try to. Yeah, for sure. Try to reshape the, most the team, essentially. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm with you. Um, I just I see. Somehow, some way that when they attempt to reshape this team or take the first step in doing that at the trade deadline. Um, I feel like they could. I don't. Okay, I gotta choose my words carefully. I don't want to say make a run, but I feel like this team can get drastically better if the right players. Um, I don't want to say leave, but the right players enter in place. Yeah, of, I agree um, with that. Right. Um, I agree with that. Yeah, like yeah. I've always said I just ways. want the team to get. I want the team to get deeper. That that's what I want on a personal level. If you remove OG from the from the equation or Gary Trent Jr. or Fred VanVleet, I want contributors coming back i'm not just all about the picks right because yeah for sure picks don't excite me i mean i hate yeah. to sound greedy as a person who's watched the raptors since i was a child but ever since the raptors have won a championship in 2019 just the picks don't excite me anymore um like stockpiling i guess you could say it just yeah. doesn't it's not for me I'm with you. The one pick that does excite me is the Raptors' own pick. Like, I agree. I would rather yeah. get players back in deals, young sure. players. Can be but, but if you if you trade, for example, an OG for a couple young players, mm -hmm. you're going to be worse this season, and that makes the Raptors' pick, which is currently sixth in the league, sixth, uh, so it would be the sixth overall pick in the draft, you know, given whatever happens in the lottery that pick like really excites me because this draft is supposed to be very good at the top. So I think there's incentive for them to, yeah, just kind of get as good of a pick as possible. And I'm not saying like they're going to tank for Wemby. They're probably not going to get there, but even like the sixth or seventh pick in this draft could be really good. Really quick, Warren, before we wrap it up, because we will, because it's one in the morning, right? Yeah. yeah, um, we gotta it's not, we got to We got to go. Uh, There's a report that came out from Mark Stein of ESPN that's uh, mentioned that Bones Highland of the Denver Nuggets, um, a very good prospect for the Nuggets, um, was possibly looking at being moved. Um, well, I should I should word that properly. Denver was looking to move Bones Highland possibly for a defensive front court player. And I thought to myself, because um, I love hypotheticals, um, Orrin, would you consider because we always got to get at least one trade in here, a Bones Highland, Contavious Caldwell-Pope, first-round pick package for OG Ananobi. No, that's not enough. Like, okay. I like the structure of it, but I think I need, like... I actually, it's funny. I thought of KCP as basically a worse OG. I love like KCP. a guy who can facilitate a lot of what OG does, but just not as good defense. With less usage as well. Exactly. And he's happy. Yeah, he's happy in a role yeah. without usage, just spotting up threes. But I do think like the whole point of trading OG is that the whole league wants him and then therefore you can drum up a bidding war. And I think Bones, who is like a late first round pick and one first round pick doesn't do enough. Excite me enough. Yeah, I just think I think they should be getting more for, for OG just in terms of straight value. But I like the outlook of the deal. Maybe throw in a second first, and then we, mm -hmm. we're cooking with gas. Mm. Yeah. Um, just had to mention that really quick. Tax because man. I would love... 
I, I'm just going to say, I would love OG, watching OG. If OG's on a certain team that's not the Raptors, watching him on Same. Denver would be special. I would love him. Denver and, and OKC are my teams at West. So, yeah. I'll be down. Uh, All right. Who's your tax man? Because we got to go soon. Let me look at the, let me look at the box score. Um, yeah. I, I think Fred probably. Yeah, I got to give it to Fred tonight. Scotty was really good. Shout out to him, especially on the defensive end. I thought Scotty was great um tonight i think he's really making progress on defense throughout the season i feel sorry for uh, why i feel sorry for scotty the fact that he's he has to do the majority of the rim protecting when precious achua is not on the court i really do mm. um but hey, achua also really good defense and he's improving around the rim he's had, he had a couple of really nice lefty finishes that when he got to the raptors he didn't even know what a rim was like he was so overwhelmed <laughs> at the rim yeah, so yeah. Shout out to those guys, but yeah, I think we got to give it to Fred tonight. He battled. Steph. I'm with you. He was great on, on offense. Uh, 28 points and 10 assists. Fred VanVleet, Taxman Player of the Night. Go to canamtax.com or call the number at the top of our screen. Because uh, tax season's coming up. I think they're due in March. Taxes. Mm-hmm. And Canam Tax, man, they're, they're going to get you back all the money you deserve and more. So, yeah, seriously, just just give them a call. Try it out. Try it out. Fred Van Vliet is your tax man. Last five games, 28 points, six assists, four rebounds, two steals, and a block. 43% from three, 47% from the field, Oren. 100% in the last five games from the free throw line. Uh, and that was entering this game. Percentages may look uh, just as good. Um, we're going to wrap it up there. We appreciate all of you guys watching, especially, and I really want to point you guys out, if you are in the same time zone as myself and Oren, who both live in the greater Toronto area, uh, we appreciate you guys joining us this late on a Friday night, um, watching the Raptors and the Warriors, and then watching our post-game show. We really, really loved having you guys, especially if you're in the comment section, um, divulging all of your thoughts and opinions on this Raptors team. We thank you. We love you. And unfortunately, tonight your Raptors were defeated by the Warriors, 129 to 117, bringing the Raptors to 22 and 28 on the NBA season. Like, comment subscribe, do all of that good stuff for us. You guys know it helps the algorithm. Myself and Oren, we'll see you um, later this week. Oren, what's the next game? Is it Sunday? Tomorrow. It's tomorrow against the Blazers. Oh, we gotta... Great. Shaden Sharp. I mean, I can't I can't really complain. I'm, I'm always happy to see Shaden Sharp. And I don't know if we'll stop Dame Miller because he just dropped 60. Recently. All right, everybody, take care and uh, have an amazing, amazing night. We'll see you guys. Um, enjoy your Friday night.